Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. On this episode of the Shape of Work podcast, our guest is Pratesh Mittal, co-founder and COO of Growisto, an e-commerce marketing and technology company that helps brands grow their businesses online. Having worked as the founder of two ventures, Pratesh shares the significance behind organizations treating their employees like their most valuable customers. Pratesh also talks about ways to improve workplace communication through transparency and accountability. In addition to this, Pratesh also shares his biggest piece of advice for first-time startup founders. Welcome to the Shape of Work Pratesh. I'm delighted to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you Lokesh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. To begin with, I would request if you could please take me and the listeners on a tour of your professional journey. All right. I studied at IIT Bombay and I would also like to say that that that's where I started my professional journey as well. In, in the form of internships i got to you know uh, get a flavor of multiple uh, disciplines like finance and uh, uh, technology etc uh, i also was very active in college uh, uh, for non profit organizations as well uh, one thing which i very vividly remember which shaped me the, as a person who i am today was uh, i was part of rakshak foundation it's a public policy think tank a us based public policy think tank so there i was uh, responsible to coordinate a uh, uh, entire internship program of 50 60 team members uh, from iits iims and multiple is ips officers we were uh, conducting this program at iit delhi and uh, huge coordination i would say so i mean uh, the one of the biggest benefit i got out of iit is that you know i got opportunity to work with so many platforms and uh, so many companies and this particular experience of rakshak foundation helped me you know develop my i mean uh, team management and leadership skill the reason i'm highlighting this is because it it gives you good head start before you are out of college you're managing a team of 50 60 you are hiring them you are uh, handling their grievances and you are you know sort of uh, managing them end to end and the entire operations as well so it gives you very very uh, uh, good head start uh or in terms of you before you have experience on paper you already have a couple of years of experience in in terms of what you are doing after that i uh, joined jp morgan chase for few months and then uh, i started on my own uh, this is my second venture actually my previous venture was into content space uh, we were trying to uh, organize hyperlocal space uh, hyperlocal information actually but uh, we could not succeed and uh, we shut it down and then we started growisto it's been 5 years we are helping retail customers retail and e-commerce brands to increase their online sales uh, through marketing and technology we are team of about 100 people now and uh, i think uh, the journey is quite exciting uh, uh, with so many people coming together and helping a lot of companies uh, uh, in the journey excellent excellent pratesh uh, so as you already have told me that uh, you this is your second venture right and you already uh, hold some good experience in the market even in your iit days you were there with uh, with some of the organizations doing internships then you finally landed into jp morgan chase uh, 
and then you founded your two ventures right and as you just told me that you are helping the retail clients to boost their sales right there's a research which says uh, 95% of the customers are more likely uh, to be loyal to the brands uh, they trust uh, so do you believe the same mindset uh, mindset exists among the organization's employees as well and how can a company foster a culture of trust and accountability in in such scenarios understood so i think there are two different questions let me take them one by one so first mm-hmm. is uh replicate concept of consumers to let's say employees or the team members right i think these those two will be completely two different things okay uh when you are a consumer you let's say you uh, are using products right uh or maybe png products or itc product or for my, for that matter any brand now there the need is same mm-hmm. and uh, you are going to use the same brand over and over you want to use cold drink and you are a fan of coke and not pepsi or vice versa mm-hmm. your need is same or uh, the same product same taste and you can you know uh, going to use it again and again but when we talk about team members the need is changing constantly today you want to learn something the company has some opportunity tomorrow that might not be the case people also get bored once they spend some time in the company etc uh, uh, etc et in order to identify the opportunity also people have to talk understand express their feelings and i find that very very difficult for people to do uh, even if there are opportunities if you have spent one and a half two years three years you would say that okay let me now try something else i'm i mean uh, i'm not married to one company having said this the culture the the trust accountability all these factors are really important to ensure that the experience is good mm-hmm. whatever time period if you don't have these the time people are going to spend will be lesser right probably one year nine months or 1.5 years but yeah, if yeah. you implement all these things the average time spent will be higher right and that's very important now which brings me to your second question of how can a company uh, Uh, inculcate a culture of let's say accountability and transparency in my personal opinion there is no rocket science but mm-hmm. at the same time there is a lot of discipline required from founders and from the top management from seniors because people are going to replicate what they see right uh, we are a service company i'll give you an example if if we talk about transparency and the people are working on some project and we don't share the proposal with them the mm-hmm. commercials with them then we can i mean it doesn't matter how much we talk about transparency it's not there right correct so we have to also walk the talk these are very fancy words to say that okay now we want to have accountability and we want to have transparency but are you making yourself accountable to your people are you making yourself accountable to the client we need to understand them and most importantly what i have realized based on my experience is that uh, sometimes you don't know you are making a mistake in that case it's always a good idea to set up that feedback loop to tell people that hey we really would want to be a transparent company to be an accountable company to you your family members to your clients now please highlight if you see any processes or any actions from our side from anyone side which you think is going otherwise okay what i just said is very powerful because now this gives again the power to people to highlight things and correct things and it has to be constant loop what i realize is that every organization they are doing so many things and sometimes unknowingly you set up processes you do things which might sound good or which might sound right in the short term but the long term impact is bad or maybe address these things 
and you are committed towards it and you are ready to walk the talk and then you are once you take the suggestions you are also implementing them it's very important otherwise mm-hmm. you are not walking the talk so i think until this entire loop is complete no organization can move forward and uh, they can only claim that we have accountability and transparency but uh, that's why in my opinion uh, most organization would fail uh, to implement this thank you pratesh for your insights on uh, that question uh, now as we are talking about employees so there was a very interesting statement that you made you uh, in your statement said that employees really should be your number one audience especially as you scale so what are your thoughts on that article that uh, and and that statement that you stated yeah i think in this competitive world because let's say when you spend time i mean see if you don't care for them they are not going to care for you right mm-hmm. uh, it's as simple as that uh, i sometimes tell my team that there are two customers we have one is the actual client who is paying us the money second is second customer of the company is also uh, the team members whom we are getting on board them guiding them and they are the ones who are delivering and they become the face of the company right so they are the second customers uh, i have seen companies giving lot of importance to customer who is paying you but very less importance to the candidates or the team members or the employees right i don't think this should be done they should be your number one priority because even if you give number one priority to your clients uh, the team is the one which is the face of the company if there my team is going to talk to client i cannot talk to every even every, every single of the client right every single client right my team is going to talk to them my team is going to have discussion with them if they perform then they then my company performs right moreover when we scale up when we scale the company it's very very critical that uh, your learning which your team has acquired it gets transferred to other people also uh, they help each other uh, they also have the goal of scaling up the company if you if the founders only have the goal of scaling up the company it is never going to translate into scaling up because each and every person has to come together to scale up fast otherwise there will be a lot of struggle so i mean my sole point is that i don't see any organization which and and i'm really feel sorry about the organization and the people there where the they are not the number one priority i don't see any reason why sh- should they not be the number one priority for any founder for any business so uh, pratesh in the continuation of this question i have another question right uh, so as we are talking about scaling so as a company grows in size uh, its responsibility towards uh, its employees definitely doubles uh, so do you believe that a culture of ownership uh, can help the scaling process much more effectively in this situation uh, partially i agree but i think if you want to understand what will help in let's divide into two parts one is the part where you mentioned that uh, it's very important when you scale up that your people start taking ownership and uh, your, your comp- company need to double down the efforts to sort of uh, uh, help the employees right to care for them right i don't think the the need has changed need is same when you are a five member team 10 member team 50 or 100 right or maybe 500 1000 the need is same it's just that when you are 5 10 15 20 it's it's very much founder centric founder founders are very passionate 
and they radiate that energy and people grab them and you know they, they i mean it's in a way indirectly getting taken care of when you reach to a stage of 50 or 100 you need to have that first layer which needs to translate that radiation to their team members when you go to 500 1000 or or even beyond i think how do you set up that process where each and every team member is getting taken care of as compared to when you are five member team if you have that goal then your effort needs to increase in terms of setting up that process for example is every team member getting the right guidance is every team member getting the right training uh, what are we doing to let's say train the bad managers how can we make them good managers uh, if the manager is bad and they don't don't have focus to you know uh, train themselves then how can you remove them as a managers and Uh, shift to individual contributor role, etc., etc. So all these things, all these processes which needs to be set up takes a lot of energy, right? Fundamentally, the the need from the team members, right, has not changed. It's the same, irrespective of you are five, ten, fifteen, or forty, or or five hundred thousand team member, right? So the need has not changed. It's just that the the process which needs to be set up to ensure everyone gets the uh, right attention. as well as care uh, needs to be set up does that make sense yes exactly exactly i i agree uh, with you on all these lines uh, so pritesh uh, one final question about the employees right so uh, when when we talk about hiring when we uh, talk about getting the right talent on board so do you believe it would be much easier to attract the right talents for a company if the culture of vision is well defined and aligned with its core values i think uh, see i i agree with your point i agree with your point but it's not only that to be very mm-hmm. honest i mean what you are talking about the cultural core values and uh, uh, the vision of the company the mission of the company these are fundamentals in my opinion and uh, there are two aspects to it one is your foundation of course there is no doubt that until unless you don't have any core values you don't have any principles you don't have any vision uh, you will be clueless right but in yeah. my opinion it is very very important to first have something and then document it i mean what i'm saying might sound very very uh, easy thing to do but trust me uh, until unless you document your vision you document your core values you cannot tell people that this is what it is they need to have something to refer to second point here is once you have them you need to have a clear cut strategy to market them because just li- otherwise they will just keep lying there we set up our core values long back but we did not put in any efforts to market them and they were just you know they were live on the website and just sitting there when we started marketing it and even now we need to go a long way to be very honest right to market them well but what we stand for who we are as a company uh, until unless the companies start marketing it you won't be able to solve your uh, talent acquisition problem and i'm mentioning all of this because you started with talent acquisition if you would have started with the retention then marketing might not be that much required because you don't need to reach out to new people you are talking about retention of the current people where you need to just tell them this is who we are and you need to walk the talk but when you talk about attracting new uh, new candidates based uh, for your cultural values and all those things it's really really important that you market it really well a uh, great pratesh uh, as as we currently are working in the state of pandemic as as we all know right 
So what are the changes in the hiring patterns that you have seen? You, you personally would also have hired for your company, right? So what are the changes that your company resorted to? What are the technological advancements that you saw during the pandemic? And also, uh, the, the, there's a talent war going on, right? There are resources w- w- uh, which are going for higher paychecks, specifically in the field of development. There are developers who always are seeking higher paychecks. So, and and they uh, they actually do not show up on the day of onboarding. Uh, how do you think this problem has surfaced in the pandemic times? I think it's it's all about demand and supply, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because of the pandemic, your boundaries are gone, right? Uh, if you, it doesn't matter if you're in Jaipur, Indore, Mumbai, Bangalore, or or uh, California, right? Uh, all places are same for you as long as you're ready to work in their working hours. Uh, US companies have also started tapping Indian market. For them, salaries of, let's say, uh, 60 lakhs to 80 lakhs is nothing, right? That's the normal salary for developer there. So that's one factor I would say. Second is, I think uh, in, since past one year, the funding has also grown significantly. If you remember the market we had in 2015, where we had players like Tiny Owl and Housing, uh, I think the situation was pretty similar there. I remember myself that uh, all my batchmates were CTOs in some of the other company. And even if the person had one year of experience, they had 30, 40 lakhs uh, as their package in in, uh, some of these companies. Now, I think the situation is similar. It's again, the demand for developers has increased. Uh, Supply probably is the same. and and that's that's what uh, is is being uh, seen here. Now there are ways to sort of in, uh, identify which developer is going to join you beforehand, etc. There are multiple ways to do that, but I think fundamentally the problem is there, and it is going to be there for next one or two years uh, till some correction happens in terms of either offices started joining, uh, opening up, or let's say. Uh, uh, there is a correction in funding market right now. A lot of funding is coming in. So I think uh, that's when it, you will see some correction. But till then, I think uh, there is no no uh, solution to this, in my opinion. Yes, because I actually see a lot of posts on the social media, a lot of uh, founders coming out that resources are not joining us. And then uh, there are some jokes on the social media as well that we should start offshoring talent from directly from San Francisco or, or somewhere else in America. So that's why I thought of asking you this question. And uh, a no, pretty, no, I completely agree with your point. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and as you are having experience of uh, like uh, starting two startups from scratch, right? So here I want to talk to you about uh, the first time founders, somebody who is working on an idea and they want to run a startup. So what are the basic focus areas or, or the tips that you would recommend to them, you, you would give to them as a first-time founder? I think uh, for first-time startup founders, the one thing I would like to highlight them uh, is have a mentor uh, because you don't know what you don't know, right? Uh, and you don't want to know that stuff four years later. So... I mean, if you have already identified a field or you're already working on a startup idea or maybe have some headway on, on that, uh, identify someone who has been there, done that and been successful in that particular area. It's mm-hmm. very, very critical. doesn't sound uh, very, I mean, for me, I, I didn't do that. That's a mistake I made. So I'm just uh, telling you from my experience that had I be, had I taken uh, a mentor back then, 
uh, things would have been faster i would say it things would have been uh, what we achieved in for example at grosto also what we achieved in 5 years maybe we could have achieved in 3 years or something like that so it's very important that you get a mentor on board uh, that's the first thing i would say second is focus on first principles i mean this is a very commonly used word first principle but it's something like you know uh, get into the basics and try and understand validate everything with data don't go with your hunch don't go with your feeling try and validate as many things as possible based on data so and third is iteration iterate very fast i mean don't work on a product for 6 months to go on the market uh, iterate as fast as possible because uh, you might note things right in the beginning but when you launch something you will start getting the data and then based on the data you need to iterate as fast as possible uh yeah thank you pratesh these are some valuable inputs that a lot of uh, new founders would be looking at and and having uh, learned from your experiences you are in a better position to tell us about this yeah Uh, so uh, pritesh as we are moving uh, towards the close of this podcast i have a couple of more questions for you right uh, as you already have told me that you are a team of 100 plus people currently right so uh, uh, if if i talk about the engagement employee engagement at your company how do you make sure that the uh, all the employees are connected and how do you make sure uh, that they feel motivated for the work that they do they are recognized for the work that they do so we can we have multiple programs like that so for example we uh try to earlier we used to have a company level fun friday session where we used to connect and uh, uh play some games etc uh but now we are moving to because we have uh, grown right we are moving to department level uh, sessions where the entire department of maybe 30 team member 40 team member come together and then uh have these sessions right second is uh, our town halls we we ensure that in in town halls we are awarding people who are uh, performing really well performer of the month and performer of the quarter etc kind of awards right that really helps in identifying and acknowledging the good work people have done we also have a couple of groups created on on we use microsoft teams so on that uh, there is a group called kudos where people come and highlight the the contribution of other team members right so i think these are few ways uh, through which we are trying to uh, appreciate the good work being done by people great great so uh, these are some of the great initiatives that a lot of companies are taking they make sure that their employees are engaged and interacting with each other because in these pandemic times we uh, hardly get to see anybody right in person uh, so uh, yes. pratesh there is one final question that i want to ask you uh so uh, i have seen in a lot of companies which just have started so what happens there is uh, there there are uh, some core members uh, two or three founding members are there and uh, out of those two three members there is one who takes care of these hr functions right who takes care of hiring and then doing all the hr related stuff so what in your opinion uh, should be done should should they be doing uh, these hr related stuff or a specialized hr should be hired for hired for this i think uh, the uh, for, for anything a specialized person should be onboarded in my opinion mm-hmm. uh but i think it it's not that easy having i mean see there are two things one is in hr also there are two kind of people i would say one is a strategic person who can really think through from the basics and take care of everything right 
they they are definitely very costly right uh does your company have that sort of budget or not is the question that will answer this if if you have the budget definitely go ahead and hire this person right mm-hmm. uh but if you are a 10 membered company or 40 membered company then you might not want to let's i mean then the cost does not get justified sometimes so uh when you when you scale up then definitely get on board one person like this okay okay uh, so when when it comes to costing i completely understand if you are going to hire some senior resource like a director of hr right so it, it is going you're going to cost you a lot but on the contrary if you go with a mid level or or uh, say a senior hr executive which won't come at a higher cost so is, is that a way uh, way around to to it depends i mean if you need help in execution if you need help in execution then go for it but if you need help in strategizing and uh, doing the high level hr stuff then i mean unfortunately that does not work like that to be very honest yes because in my opinion the strategy uh, anyways comes in when you scale up you should at least be th- uh, 40 or 50 strong when when you need to decide on hr policies and then there are some uh, other things on hr front that you need to do so yeah uh, thank you pritesh for your input on this as well now finally as we close this podcast uh, i uh, thank you for joining us today on this podcast and and thanks for t- taking out some time for us today i know that you have a very busy schedule uh, so i i look forward to recording more of such podcasts with you pritesh thank you lokesh thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking to you